you are listening to Rotten to the Score. Hello, this is Rotten to the Score, where we discuss a movie below 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, deeming it rotten on the tomato meter. We review said movie and give a score above or below 60%, therefore determining if it's rotten to the core or rotten no more. Uh Uh-oh. I am your co-host, Drayton Williams, and this is my other co-host, Jackson Smith, a.k.a. Jack Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie, how in the freaking hell are we doing? Love the intro today. Mm -hmm. Really did. Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing really good. I, uh, I'm excited about what we're talking about today. One of the better ROMs of the past 20 century. One of the better ROMs. Not a rom-com. Not a rom-com. There was not much comedy in it. There was no com. I would say there's, there was uh, hints of com. There was a couple of parts that made me go... <laughs> <laughs> I blew up my nose a couple of times. Just like... <laughs> oh. <sighs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so what movie are we talking about today, Drake? <laughs> All right. So so each week one of us is going to choose the movie that we both watch separately and review separately. And this week I chose 2004's The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. The Notebook. Um, yeah. I'm an emotional moviegoer. Okay, this is a real confession. I'm an emotional moviegoer. Okay. So I like that. I um, was told not to watch this movie because I would cry. Like I would sob. Oh. And then like I would feel alone. I told I I understand that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. It's a good one. I, I will say I did after this one. Yeah, no, like yeah. No, I did. <laughs> I mean, I, you you were joking too. I was literally just playing and messing around. Mm-hmm, me too. I was, that was a good one. Oh, I threw it out there. Take it back. (laughs) The reason that I chose this movie, The Notebook, was because I remember when I was in junior high, all the girls really liked this movie. Obviously, the boys wanted to hate it. I also wanted to hate it. Um, But we were watching it at a party that same year, and I surprisingly liked it a lot. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I like this movie. Okay. But I was like, what, 12 at the time? 10, yeah. something? I was young. And I was like, why do I like this movie? I don't understand first it. first taste of romance. Exactly. It's your first taste of romance. Getting older, I'm like, now I understand why I like that movie. Yeah. But I haven't watched it in forever. And so I went to go look at the critic score for this movie, and I saw that it was really low, and I was confused. Yeah. And I was like, well, I want to dive into that as an adult and see why I got that score. Yes, Ma- sir. Making a podcast. About and it. this, by the way, third episode. Um, so this movie was directed by Nick Cassavetes, uh, who directed a bunch of movies that received well below 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. If you go through, if you go through all the films that he has made, most of them have received just like not great ratings. Uh, this might be one of the best. So, like, his second most popular film was, like, The Other Woman, where they all fight over one dude. And it got, like, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, his a- second most popular movie ever it got 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, can I be honest with you? Yeah. When please. do they tell you, like, hey, man, stop making movies? Like, we're good. I think his last movie might have been The Other Woman. I think he realized his best. No, Prisoners of Ghostland with freaking um, Nicky Cage. Well, that just adds up. I mean, you're no... I'm sorry. I'm going to say something that's kind of out of pocket right now. Say it. 
Um, you know, as a director, it's going downhill if like the only lead that you can grab is Nick Cage. That that is very true. Have you seen though? <laughs> have you seen uh, the unbearable weight of? Yeah, you have seen it. I have. So good. Very good. I was like, oh. that was it. <laughs> what happened over there? I'm like, I feel like there's two different sounds. Anyway, that's, that's cut. what? Okay, so you have some. <laughs> You have some stuff to say about Nikki. Mr. Casavedas here had a difficult time making this film. Okay. You know why? Why? So Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams hated each other. (gasps) Hated each other. No way. He could not stand the sight of her and vice versa. They couldn't do scenes together. Like he tried to, both actors, I guess, came to the director and was like, hey, you got to replace me like midway through shooting. So they hated each other. She thought that he was like too low brow and he thought that she was like super like stick in the mud. And so they just hated each other. There's a Look at him now. There's a twist. Oh, what the fuck is a twist? Uh, it's it's crazy. So Nick is just like, dude. He's like there's interviews of him just like stressing out. He was like talking about how the editing process he didn't know whether or not he would have to reshoot the entire thing. Okay. So he goes through all this hard work to like mend these two. Mm-hmm. Movie comes out, it does amazing, right? Yeah. At the at the premiere, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling come walking in together. They were dating. Oh, after it had premiered. Oh, what? Yeah. Dude, that is that's crazy. So they went from like despising each other, not being able to work together, yeah. to like being in a relationship. Oh my God. Imagine having to be like talking between these huge personalities for months being like, we have to, like, we have a lot of money on the line. Yeah. Like this could be my career and like working your ass off to make sure that those two like each other. And then just after the fact, they just start dating crazy. Um, Hey, young love kind of like, kind of like how the movie was. They fought a lot, but then they also loved each other. That's right. Crazy thing. Ryan Gosling was casted because they thought that he was ugly and relatable. True. I'm sorry. True story. They casted him because, one, he, was, he, he wasn't well-known. So, therefore, relatable. It's like, oh, we don't know this guy. That could be me up there. And they thought that he was unattractive. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They thought that guy was unattractive? He took off his shirt, and it was like, he was like, not, okay, I wouldn't say ripped, he but was my God. Pretty, I mean, like, my body will Ryan never Gosling. be that way. My body will never be that way, that he was at that point in the notebook. Dude. Dude, Ryan Gosling's like one of the most attractive people. Yeah, probably. They thought, they thought that he was just like unattractive. As far as who's starring in this movie, we got Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Of course. The ones that hate each other and they also love each other. Um, we also have James Marsden. Marsden. Who also stars in literally everything. Yeah, he's uh, he's around the block. He never plays... He He has played main characters in movies, but it's never like great movies but he's in so many movies and you don't if you don't know who james marsden is look him up take a look at his face and then you'll be like that's james marsden go to your go to your all-time favorite movie right now and if you're like no james marsden isn't in that go look at a background character he's there james marsden's in it he's always eating dinner and also he's hot he is a good looking that's why he's there yeah he's a good looking guy uh we also have kevin connelly James Garner and Gina Rollins, who is a legacy actress for, for old Nikki Cassavetes. 
Oh, okay, cool. Supposedly, Gina Rollins is like a pretty well-known actress amongst like the um, older film community. Mm. Uh, so it was filmed mostly in Charleston, South Carolina in 2002 and a bit of 2003 on a budget of $29 million, <sighs> and it gained $115.6 million in the box office. Have a day. Which, have a fucking day. So we all know this is a rotten movie. So the question is, what exactly did this score on the tomato meter? Hey, I'll tell you. Thank you. Don't worry. It scored a 53% on the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not as rotten as it could have been. Mm -hmm. You know, what the critics and audience members had to say. I have some, uh, I have some reviews for you. Oh, we're getting into the reviews. Yeah, I would really like my the favorite part. I love the reviews parts. Oh, I, God. This is my favorite part. Oh, I love it. And you always have the best. Honestly, I, I might want to go first for this one because I know that your reviews... <laughs> You found better reviews than I did. It takes a, This is a process for me. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so Yuri Lessing said, One gets the sense that director Nick Cassavetes and writer Jan Sardi would spray the audience with tear gas if they could. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my God. Dude, a lot of negative I, things. Dude, when I read that... <laughs> When I read that, I'm like, that is so funny. Just the idea that he was just like, they would literally just tear gas the audience. They would actually kill people. One of the only zero out of five stars that I've I've seen out of a critic. Oh, my God. He went out of his way to be like, this is a zero out of five stars. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was your lesson. And then I got, um, I got an audience score, the one audience score that I have, or one oh. audience review that I have. Okay. Anonymous said, the reason I gave this movie one star is because every time I try to watch it, I says there is a problem. <laughs> I love the anonymous. <laughs> That's a, I says, there's a problem right there. Oh, there's another problem. <coughs> oh, there's a problem. <laughs> you think, is that what he meant? It's just always. He's just, he's just always. Every time he starts the movie, just he just gets so on. hard. He's just always turned on throughout the entire movie. He's just There's like, definitely a problem. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Seriously? Jackie. This is <laughs> Please, please, please read your reviews. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, yeah, so I also, I, I dabbled with some of the top crit critics. Um, this one is Scott Tobias. Um, where he says, in a romance where paradise is a duck-filled pond, it helps to be mild-mannered. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like in the movie, paradise is a duck-filled pond. Helps to be mild-mannered. Like, nice? Like, it does help to be nice in any situation you're yeah. in. Helps I mean, Jesus Christ, it's like a riddle to try to figure out what this guy's saying. I feel like I'm reading the back of a fortune cookie to get this critique. All right, this will knock your socks off. Ready for this one? Mm, yep. All right. Daniel K. saying what we're all thinking. Paul Rudd was not in this movie. One star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Dude. Not the one star, but I agree. It was an observation that he honestly made. He was like, dude, he's not even in this. We need that observation for every movie that doesn't have Paul Rudd in it. I want. I just want a. Or I want a review to say that. This is like it, dude. If Paul Rudd's not in it, it's one star. Or this is objectively a good movie. But hey, Paul Rudd wasn't in this movie. Just Did Paul we, Rudd we wasn't in this one. Five stars though. Hey, five stars. Hey, Paul Rudd wasn't in this movie. I get like an eighty-five percent. 
That's so funny. Just every review for him is just like, Paul Rudd was in this movie. Still bad, though. One star. Paul it's, Rudd was in this movie. <laughs> just it make, was all right. It's just observational critiques. Um, so moving on to my last one, because we've had a lot of negative. And so this anonymous user, user had enough of it. He gave this movie five stars, and this is what he said. Shut up. It's good. Seriously, guys. It's good. Get over it. It's good. Five stars. Seriously? It's a good movie, guys. Seriously. Seriously, guys. <laughs> it's a notebook. The notebook is a good movie. <laughs> I like how he leads it off with shut up. This isn't this isn't subjective at all. <laughs> Not in the Objectively slide. a good movie. <laughs> shut up. Like oh gosh. So obviously pretty polarizing movie. But I say, it's time to give our review of this movie. Yeah. We're going to go through the play-by-play. We're going to jump into it. What do you say? Yeah, let's get into it. Cool. Now that we've covered the logistics and the reviews of the movie, it's time to give the play-by-play and our honest review of The Notebook. So let's let's freaking go. Let's fucking do this. Let's do this thing. <laughs> So the story begins in 1940. At a carnival in Seabrook Island, South Carolina, local country boy Noah Calhoun, played by Ryan Gosling, sees Allie Hamilton, played by Rachel McAdams, for the first time and is immediately smitten. She continuously refuses advances until their friends lure them together. They then get to know each other on a midnight walk through empty Seabrook. While they're at this carnival... Rachel McAdams, a.k.a. Allie Hamilton, is seeing another guy. Mm-hmm. And they're on a date at the carnival. And the friends that are with the, the couple, a.k.a. Rachel McAdams and some other guy, you don't even get a name, um, yeah. are trying to hook her up with this other dude. <laughs> so I was just like, shitty friends for this guy. I think his name was Bodie. It gets worse, right? Because Bodie, I- I'm sorry, Bodie. You look like you look like one of us. Like you look like me. You look like every other guy. <laughs> um, so imagine you're on a date with a girl that you probably tried very hard to get. Oh yeah, you had to. I mean, she's attractive as hell. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there next to Rachel McAdams, and you're like, "I'm on this Ferris wheel right now. It's great. Life has been great for me." Ryan Gosling says, "Ah, screw that." <laughs> I'm going to jump up on this Ferris wheel and basically do a full-blown pull-up in front of them. What are you doing? Because he just straight up jumps on this Ferris wheel, is hanging from it. He's just like, go on a date with me right now. Go on a date with me. Go Say it. Or uh, my hand's slipping. And she's like, uh, yeah, like, I don't want you to fucking die right now. Like, yeah, I guess like we're going on a date. Okay, you forced my hand. Yeah, no, you literally forced your hand. No, and then instead of, instead of helping him, after that, she's like, you just said we'll go on a date? Pull down your pants. Everyone laugh at your little <laughs> penis now. And but Okay, before before the Ferris wheel scene, so he walks up to her when they're with everyone. It's like nine people. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling just like walks up and he's like, like so close to her. She even says it in the movie. She's like, he gets like, oh, like really close to me. He gets super close to her and he goes, do you want to dance with me? 
and yeah. they're st- they're standing by a Ferris wheel. Where? What do you mean? Do you want to dance? <laughs> No, dude, like in the middle of the right there. Come on, like right there. You just don't dance in the middle of Ferris wheel. Do they just like back in the forties just do that all the time? Just kind of just like walk apparently you see a pretty girl and you're just like, I just wanna I wanna dance with our monaster. Like, say you're at line in, in the DMV. Yeah. You see a pretty girl. Let's dance, baby. And you know, sitting in line and it's like, oh my god, with the DMV, it takes forever to get to the front of the line. And you see a girl like in the front of the line, and you, do they just like walk up and just be like Hey, like, okay. wait, hey, you getting your, getting your driver's license renewed? <laughs> anyway, do you like want to like fucking dance with me right Dude, now? Is your shit expired right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is your shit expired? You wanna, you wanna hit a doggy real quick? Do you wanna hit a doggy really quick? Yeah, you wanna hit a fucking stanky <laughs> leg hey, right now? Hey, do you wanna hit? Do you like, by chance, wanna hit the fucking Charleston right now? <laughs> no. Yo, you and me nay naying right now? <laughs> They, she like, says, what What happens if she says yes? He walks up there at the Ferris wheel. It's like nine guys around. It's like, do you want to dance? It's like, it's like, yeah, like, sure. Like, let's do yeah, that. let's do it. Dude, for audio By only. the Ferris wheel? Audio only. You're fucking hitting yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bo- Bodie's just standing there just like, oh, God damn it, dude. He doesn't. He doesn't. Dude, he dude, it's so much better than he me, hits man. the Charleston so well. And we're also in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, oh my God. He goes back home to his roommates that night, and he's like, how'd the day go? It's like, yeah, fuck. Fuck. this guy just like walked up to the Ferris wheel, and they started doing the fucking Charleston to no music. Again? <laughs> it's happened to me again, man. I was fucking charleston again. Dude, keep getting charleston out there. Keep getting charleston chewed. I'm getting chewed up out there, guys. That's the thing. Ryan Gosling's insane, literal insane. Literally, like, borderline, yeah. like, you're insane person. Like, I'm worried about you in society. It escalates when they go on their midnight walk. Yeah. Um, when they lay down together in the middle of the street. So that's two times in the movie, off the rip, that he tries to, like, I guess, end his own life. Um, yeah. Which- and that's I'm glad that you brought that up. He jumps on this Ferris wheel yeah. to be next to her. In one one line, he goes, he sees her on the street, and he goes, I had to be next to you. I was drawn to you. I had to be next to you. They He finally gets her to go on this date, and they go on this date to the movie theater. Yeah. And this guy that basically risked, risked his life to sit by her and to be by her on a Ferris wheel and hang from a Ferris wheel, they go to this movie theater, and it just shows them sitting down, and he's sitting on opposite sides from her. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh. He's sitting on opposite sides from her. This guy that basically was like, I will die. I'm going <laughs> to risk my life to sit next to you, and I will die if you don't go on a date with me. When they go to the movie theater, he just doesn't make an effort to sit next to her. Not at all. When they sit down, he goes, he does the same thing. He's like us. Where does he go to sit down? You just go, uh, <laughs> okay. And then Dude, just, we're so much cooler than that. And then he just, and then he makes an, and then he crawls over everybody to get to her. And it's like, why didn't you just in the first yeah, place? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a two and two. It's a double date. It's obvious. Yes, it's a double date. Noah and Allie spend the summer together. One night, a week before Allie leaves town, she and Noah go to an abandoned house. Noah tells her that he hopes to buy the house one day. They intend to make love for the first time, but are interrupted by Noah's friend Finn with the news that Allie's parents have the police out looking for her. When Allie returns home, her disapproving parents ban her from seeing Noah again. Allie fights with Noah outside, and the two decide to break it off. 
The next morning, Allie's mother reveals that they are going home that morning. <clears throat> Allie frantically tries to find Noah, but is forced to leave without saying goodbye. Noah, devastated by his separation from Allie, writes her one letter a day for a year, only to get no reply as Allie's mother keeps the letters from her. Noah and Allie have no choice but to move on with their lives, and Noah and Finn enlist to fight in World War II, where sadly, Finn is killed in battle. They are shown to be at the beach, um, hanging out at the beach, you know, young couple, young love. like normal hangout, right? Exactly. Normal dialogue amongst a couple. Because she goes, first of all, you see that Ryan Gosling in this movie just has a fear of taking off normal clothes to then be in water. Yes. He's just fully clothed. He's just like wearing like jeans in the ocean. And she's like in a full swimsuit. So they planned this out. And he just was like, no, I just swim in my, I just swim in my fucking work pants. (laughs) He's literally wearing like a fucking full work belt, which is like hammers. and (laughs) It just has like a utility belt. Yep. That waves about. Uh, about a foot. Just <laughs> measuring shit. I can definitely work on this right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you give me a couple nails and a fucking log, I can do something here. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he goes, so she's out there fucking like in the ocean, and she goes, do you think I could be a bird? And Ryan Gosling is like a very, like, was like me in high Just school. Just like us. He goes, Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you're. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're a bird. You're a bird. And she goes, no, like reincarnation. And she, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just goes in for the kiss. And then she goes, no, like, <laughs> like if I'm a bird, you're a bird. He's like, I'm a bird. I'm a, I'm a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, literally like, yeah. If you're, I'm so a bird right now. Tell me you're a bird. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, tell me you're a bird. If you're a bird, like I guess I'm a I'm a I, bird. Can we fucking make out already? Yeah, yo, we're in the middle of the ocean. I have work pants on. I'm literally wearing these pants right now because if I was wearing anything else, you'd see how rock hard I am. <laughs> so he leaves. Yeah. And him and Finn are like, hey, let's fucking like, let's join the the military under General Patton. It's very quick. Very it's a very quick scene of them in war. Like them in like literal battle. Um his friend Finn dies. And I'm expecting, when I'm reading the synopsis, because I read the synopsis before, um, when I'm reading the synopsis, I'm like, oh, Finn dies. Like, I forgot that he died. Like, how did I forget that his best friend died in the movie? I'll tell you why I forgot. Um, the scene where Finn dies is so goofy and underwhelming. Yep, yep. I knew, yep. Um, he's just like, they're like running. They're like, go, come on. They're trying to shoot at us. And like, and they, like there's an explosion or something. And Ryan Gosling like runs up and is like his like loose ass like military outfit. <laughs> yeah. And he runs up, and Finn is just under some snow where his head's just kind of sticking out, and his legs are in the air. And there's not blood on him. No. He's not beat up or anything. He literally just has like it's just his normal face. And he's like Finn, Finn, and he just like in his face is just like dead, like not even deadpan, just kind of just like looking at him. And then it just looks like he falls asleep with his eyes open. He's like the the uh, typical 2000s yeah. death where it's just like. <sighs> oh, that's such and a. He's like, Finn. Yeah, and he, was, he was a big part of this movie at yeah, one point. He sets up the love of his life with him. Like they're like talking all the time. Like I'm hanging out with Finn right now. And literally it the payoff of that is literally right. I got to go. 
oh man Finn, no Finn, buddy and then uh, it just like and then it just like transitions to another part where it's like just like with like 40 swing music where it's like oh man <laughs> anyway yeah Allie becomes a nurse for wounded soldiers there she meets the wealthy Lon Hammond Jr. played by James Marsden a well-connected young lawyer who comes from old southern money the two eventually become engaged to the joy of Allie's parents although Allie sees Noah's face when Lon asks her to marry him so when Allie meets Lon. She's like a nurse and she's like taking care of like everybody. And she sees Lon and he's like in a full body cast. Yeah. Like a full body cast. And she just goes, Hey, here, sit up. And he just goes, If you you won't if you're just listening to this, I I don't even know how to explain this. But he just like <laughs> sits up. She helps him a little bit. But when you're in a full body cast, it's like around his waist. It's oh, around yeah. it's wrapped around his fucking head. <laughs> it's so it's literally bad. all the way around his head. It's all over his legs. And he just like sits he just sits up and just like <laughs> and just kind of talks to her. And I'm like, it's like, you're if you're in a full body cast. You're a mess. You're not you're not moving. At all. You're not moving. He did it's the thing, his arm is like up like it is like you're not moving. You're not moving. And he's just like, Yeah, by the way, I'm super horny right now. Do you wanna go on a date with me? What a I mean, like, shoot your shot, kid. Shoot your shot, kid. Like, do your thing, but like you're in a full body cast. You're in a full body cast. Hey, I'll focus on recovery really quick. You also, just, you're probably just on so much medication. Yeah, I don't even know what they're giving you in the forties, just heroin. <laughs> Just yeah, just pumping heroin. heroin in You're there. You're on heroin right now. <laughs> He's just over there just like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> Is that what I got? But yeah, Lon, a little bit about Lon. Um, great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yes. They didn't write this guy to be a jerk, even in the slightest. Not in the slightest. He is, I, I'm going to say something crazy. Dare I say more attractive than Ryan Gosling. Sadly. Um, just like completely nice, rich, um, smart. He's like a lawyer and he's also like mad caring. The only thing mad caring, like just the entire time, totally caring of her, totally like patient with her. Very patient. Totally like wanting to be understanding, like doesn't fly off any handles, like just the greatest dude. Like it's like a win and a half if you like. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. like a, he's like what I would strive to be in life, I think. But the one thing about Lon, he, he sucks at proposing. He sucks at proposing. They, he does propose to Allie, and uh, he proposes to her at a dinner table while her parents are right there. And he doesn't even get on one knee. He's just like, oh, I talked to your parents. Uh, they cool if I marry you. So you want to see this little guy? <laughs> you want to see this little thing? I got this one. Well, this one. Um, anyway. Let's check this out. Anyway, I got it from. Where I get from? Oh, I got it from K Jewelers. I got it from a diamond place, so. So. I'm pretty much type so of diamond. Hey, by the way, your mom say yes. I was like, your dad say yes. Your dad likes it. Your mom probably. I don't know. Here you go. Put it on your finger. Kiss me right now. Hey. Thank you, But that's basically what lawn. <laughs> that's exactly. That's that's lawn right there. Yeah, that's just pure lawn. That's long. That's longitude. That's what. That's us, longitude. That's what us long, 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 long borders. That's long call. board. You know, my boy like, lawnmower. My boy lawnmower. My my baby boy. Uh, lawn. 
Lawn care. Laundry. 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 What's going on? <laughs> Lawn and Dre. Laundry. All right. Oh, yeah? You yeah. Long Jack. Long Jack. Jack in Jack the long Lon. time. Jack Lon. Jack Lon. John Jack Lon. Jack 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 la 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 la. La 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 la. All right. <laughs> All right. So when Noah returns home, he discovers his father has sold their home so that Noah can go ahead and buy the Windsor Plantation, the abandoned house, which was uh, almost made loved in. Uh, while visiting Charleston to file some paperwork, Noah witnesses Allie and Lon kissing at a restaurant, causing Noah to go a little crazy, convincing himself that he, if he fixes up the house that he promised to fix earlier in the movie, Allie will come back to him. Um, so Noah returns home and I just wanted to add this because I just thought they did a great job with this part. The relationship between Noah and his dad is, is as good as it gets. Like his dad is just so nice. Such a good guy. He's like such like, like, it's like they, the way that they, the way they characterize his dad was just like, like just a very like understanding, like good relationship with his son. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, but he shows, she was back up from war. And the first thing I guess dad says to him, probably, you know, Noah probably has like PTSD. <laughs> probably. Uh, saw his friends die in front of him, right in front of him. And he's like, aha, you got blood anywhere. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, is your head bleeding? <laughs> is there blood all over you from any of your friends? <laughs> hey, look at that traumatic event you just went through. Yo, is that funny? <laughs> Let me look at you. Do you have a bullet hole in you like your friends do? Oh, where's... Oop. <laughs> oop, I've got a gun. <laughs> Just kidding. Yo, where's Finn? Oh. <laughs> I've got a knife. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Germans. No, just kidding. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> no, I'm literally just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. Yo, chill, dude. Chill. He sold this place, though. He sold his place. Yeah. Um, Sold his house for... A, so his so Noah can buy this broken down like this abandoned broken down house that Noah dreamt of when he was like what in his like earliest of twenties. Yeah. Your son comes back home from war. You don't know how you don't know how he is mentally, and he's literally just like, yeah. By the way, I sold the house. So you want to build that house up back up again? It's like. People come back from war just like, being like, all I want to do is drugs. Like, <laughs> and, and he sells his whole house so Noah can just build it by himself. Hey, oh, that pops, was good. Pops, a fucking, oh. that's a gamble and a half. All I want to do is drugs. <laughs> that's a gamble and a half, oh. but it worked. It was a good gamble, but, he, <laughs> but his dad just dies. His dad dies, and his dad being like an integral part of this fucking film, they, they show, <laughs> they mention his dad's death like, like that. It's literally just like, oh, yeah. It's like, then... Noah's dad. I was died. gonna say the narrative's fucking crazy with that. Yep. And then his dad died. 
And then it would just showed him at a funeral for three seconds and him not even sad, him just like kind of like just looking at the coffin. And then it just immediately transitions into swing music. Such a wild thing to do. So one of the parts of this movie that irks me a little bit is he starts, he's hooking up with this war widow, uh, that's really Martha sad. Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to And all, all she wants to do is just like, hey, like, can you please just take me out on a date? Like, he is such, I don't know why they had to write in the script him being such a dick to a woman that he's having sex with. Yeah. Like he's like so incredibly mean to her. Like these are the type of like the, the type of dude where you're like, if one of your friends was like, yeah, like I had sex with this guy yeah. and he like, just is like saying this and doing that. You'd be like, literally fuck that guy. Yeah. No, like he's actually trash. Like, I mean, that's the, he is like, cool. Yeah. yeah no. Whatever. And like, this is someone who like, Boohoo, by the way. Boohoo that a girl that you had the chance to date yeah. and was very on board with staying with you, that you guys broke up. She lost her husband in war. Yeah. And she's like in real like that's real sadness. Don't give me your shit about like a breakup you can't get over yeah, from like that's real life shit. Yeah, no. She like established a life with a guy. Yeah. And you can't even give her the time of day. Yeah, I I, I that's that's just mad and, up. and she she delivers this line sometimes when you talk to me you don't even see me dude fucking on you're in bed with someone that's like seems like a pretty nice human being yeah. and you're just like yeah uh, yeah okay she's whatever she's also completely understanding throughout this that that she knows that he's not over this relationship from the past oh yeah and, and she's like cool with that is understanding cool with that understanding is just like hey like if, if gonna, we can, like, maybe establish something more than what we're doing right now, please. And he's literally date. just like, oh, yeah. Oh, your husband died? Oh, cry about it. Yeah, such an asshole. And his stupid fucking house. Anyway. <laughs> 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 All right. So while trying on her wedding dress in the 1940s, Allie is startled to read about Noah completing the house in the style section of a Raleigh newspaper and faints. She visits Noah and Seabrook, and he invites her to dinner, during which Allie tells Noah about her engagement. Noah questions whether Allie's future husband is a good man, and she reassures Noah that he is. Later in the evening, Noah invites Allie to come back tomorrow. I've seen an ex or two pop up on my Instagram with, like, some sort of, like, amazing situation that they have going on. I've never fainted one time. That's yeah. That's such an egregious way to... You're in a wedding dress, by the way? And you see down, and it's like, oh, look, he built the house. I'd be like, oh, damn. Like, he built the house? I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. But that's it. You're in a wedding. You're in your wedding dress. You're about to get married right now. And so... She, like, barges into his office and is like, I should I should have called. I should have called. And he, and he like, excuse, excuses these men he's talking to at work. And he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, y'all get out of here. Um, you don't have to call. No, you don't have to call. Like, yeah. Just, like, just come in. Like, such a good fucking Dude, guy. So, I was going to say, I feel so bad for him because it's just like the dude's literally like, hey, no, nothing's more important than you, even though you're coming in here and you're going you're gonna to talk to me about how you don't paint anymore. You, yeah. you, you interrupted probably a very, very big business meeting mm -hmm. just to tell me you don't paint. That's fine. I love you. Go and do what you need to do. Yeah. Go I and totally do what you get need it. to do. She's like, he's like, it's totally normal for people to feel a little bit 
like cold feet before their wedding day. Like, please, like whatever you need to do. Yeah. Just a call if you want to. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm sex with my, my boyfriend from when I was like 18 years old. <laughs> she goes back to, um, to Noah's place. He like, basically like, invites her inside. They're having dinner together. They're, they're drinking beer because, of course, Noah's a blue-collared guy, and he's going to oh, be yeah. drinking beer. And he's like, sorry, it's just, I just got beer. And she goes, it's okay. I'm a cheap drunk. And he deli- delivers this line really quick. Um, oh, well, you slow down. I don't want to take advantage of you. Uh, this movie has some problematic dialogue. <laughs> hey. Yo. Hey. Like, I know you're like, fiance is like a really nice guy and he'd do anything for you. But whatever you do, do nope. not get drunk because I can't help but take advantage of you. So don't do that. You better slow down. You know, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, Noah just like lost more points with me. I don't know. The entire movie, I was sitting there just like, yo, so like, okay, this is the part where he gets a lot better than Lon. No. Wait. When is it? Oh, the advantage Please. of you. Okay, he didn't really mean that. Oh, he did. He oh, really he did, did mean that. Oh, sick. Well, Lon sucks because he's what he said. What did he say? I called the. I called the. I called the hotel a hundred times just to make sure you're okay. I hope your room's good. Yeah. No. I'm. Lon. Actually, I'm having sex with a guy right now that said that he can't help but take advantage of me when I'm intoxicated. So and, uh, get on his level. <laughs> In the present, it is made clear that the elderly woman that this man is reading to is Allie, suffering from dementia, which has stolen her memories, and that the older man is her husband, a.k.a. Duke, which you're kind of like, who's Duke? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, Allie does not recognize their grown children and grandchildren who beg Duke to come home with him, and he insists on staying with Allie. Um, the kids are like, like basically like, hey, come home. Abandon mom. Abandon mom. And Duke slash Noah says, your mother is my home. Your mother is my home. She's my sweetheart. And I was like, dude, that hit me like a freight train. I was like, that's a good part. I yeah. Got, I got tears in my eyes. Like, that's like. Like, it's sad that it's that way, but also at the same time, like, it, I guess if it, you're in that situation, it probably just should be that way. Yeah, all I have to say about this, it was really sad, but incredibly endearing and cute. Just, it was cute. Yeah. It was like a cute little moment. The next morning, Allie and Noah go rowing on a nearby lake and begin to reminisce about their summer together. As a rainstorm starts, Noah rows to shore, where Allie demands to know why Noah never wrote to her. After the revelation that Noah had indeed written to Allie, they share a passionate kiss, and they have this sexy sex. I wrote that part of this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to be like... Oh, God. I was about to be like, God damn, IMDb. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, in this part, when they're out rowing, it's like there are just way too many ducks. Like... I had this I had this theory uh-huh. that they double booked ducks. <laughs> that they <laughs> were the like shoot? they were like one one person was like, Hey, like you like you need to go get the ducks for this scene. And then another person told another guy, like, Hey, like like, oh we don't have ducks. We need, actually need to, like more ducks for this scene. <laughs> we need more ducks. And then they just came, they both showed up at the same time with like a truck full of ducks and they were just like uh. <laughs> 
And they were like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess we got. I guess we got to use it. We spent money on all these fucking ducks. So I might as well just put all of them in there. You like barely see the water. Yeah, it's ever. just all duck. It's just all. <laughs> the water is all duck. Dude, it's duck. The duck per capita <laughs> in this fucking moment. It's literally like two to one ratio duck water. <laughs> it's like not real. Not one duck quacked. Yeah. It's like 47 ducks over here. No, it's like way more than 47. <laughs> I'm trying to be generous. You're yeah. It's like I a, think it's it's around it has to be around like maybe 200. I have a whole theory that the ducks weren't real. Like it was just like not a real thing. There's a I, I kind of might believe that. Part of the dementia. Might have to go back. Oh. We we go back. We go back in the movie and it's actually just Noah's PTSD. He just none of this is fucking and, happening. And then there were ducks. There were so many ducks. There were so many ducks. There's how many ducks? Listen to me. <laughs> oh fuck, <laughs> that's awful. Listen to me. That's awesome. Me and Alice were at we were rolling in the pond. That's nightmare fuel, dude. We were rolling in the pond, and you couldn't believe it. I'm sorry, Jake. They were so. <laughs> Back in the day, me and Allie were in the pond, and we were in the camp. And there were about 200 ducks about there, and there were around 300 ducks. Yeah, Grandpa, there were 200 ducks? Yeah. <laughs> He's back. There were 200 ducks. Like, what were the ducks doing? They were talking to me. Yeah, it's... it's uh. Oh, gosh. And then she straight up cheats on Lon. That hurt my feelings. We're trying to root for this girl. We're trying to root for both of them. And so far... I'm not rooting for either. I'm, I'm kind of not rooting for either. Dude, that's one thing I want to say. So far, this couple has no substance outside of, like, we're both hot right now and we're going to fuck. Yeah. We're both hot and we have so much sex appeal. Like, we just are sexy people. And, like, he even says it. Like, they fight a lot. But they like kissing. Uh, the next day, Allie's mother appears on Noah's doorstep, telling Allie that Lon has followed her to Seabrook after Allie's father told him about Noah. Her mother takes Allie out for a drive to show her that there had been a time in her life when she could relate to Allie's present situation. On returning to Noah's, uh, she hands her daughter the bundle of 365 letters that Noah had written to her. When alone, Noah asks Allie what she is going to do. Allie is confused and confesses that she doesn't really know. Noah asks her to just stay with him, admitting it is going to be very hard, but he is willing to go through anything because he wants to be with her. Confused as ever, Allie drives off. She does the thing to, do to him where she's like, basically, like, this isn't going to work out. I'm leaving. And he does the thing that she did to him and says, if you leave here, I hate you. Yeah, and then he goes, but not really. Yeah. He's like, I got over you once before. I get over you again. By the way, you didn't get over her, though. Yeah, you're still fucking crazy. You built a house. Yeah. Yeah, I literally got over you this last time. This last time, I literally fucked this fucking widow. Remember when I drink? I, I was drinking 20 hours a day just because I was so sad? That was literally me living my best life. I literally love that. I would have done died, that either way. Died. I have so many people around me in my life right now. I'm not even looking forward to you right now. I literally, I, I, was, I would do it every single day. I literally love it. I literally can't get enough of this. This it tastes so good. Watch me drink it right now. That's so good for me. 
I love this. I just more something that. I do all the time. Allie drives to the hotel and confesses to Lon, who is angry but admits that he still loves her. He tells her that he does not want to convince his fiance that she should be with him, but Allie tells him he doesn't have to because she already knows she should be with him. Lon is such a good guy. Such a good guy. He's like, I got three options for you. Either I go kick his ass, I shoot him, or I uh, break up with you. And none of those things lead me to you. And I love you. And no matter what, I'm here for you. Hey, I love you. At the end of the day, I just don't want to share you with anybody else. So, can we make this work? This reenactment's one of the best things I've ever seen. (laughs) It's one of the better things you could see. I don't that yeah no I I really do think that Lon is like the guy. I, I was trying to find a reason to hate this guy in every other movie in The Great Gatsby and in, in Titanic and all these movies that have this exact thing. It's usually like the rich asshole versus like the really kind-hearted poor guy. But it's like the rich, kind-hearted guy versus the, the the poor asshole. Poor asshole. And she's like, poor asshole duck. He's basically saying, yeah, it's okay. You still want to fuck your ex-boyfriend, uh, especially when you're engaged. And it's just like, that's yeah. it. Could not, could not be me. Like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, no way. be in the situation where I'm just like, someone's like, yeah, I know that we're engaged. I haven't seen this guy in like so many years, but I just went and I had sex with him. Like multiple times, not just like once. Like multiple times. Like I was considering like staying with him until mommy came back and was like, you shouldn't do this. Um, I would be like, yeah, de- Dunzo, bedtime for Bonzo. We could be married for years. And oh, someone yeah. would come back and be like, so this guy, my first boyfriend I ever had when I was like in high school slash college. I I had sex with him because I couldn't stop thinking about him. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, you cheated on me. You're done. Bye. Get out of here. Sayonara. Oops. Oops. What? I'm sorry. Oops. I'm the head of my own law firm. I'm literally super fucking hot, and you wasted that. For what? For what? Could be with any girl right now. Really could. could. any woman. Really could. I know that you cheated on me. For a guy that reads poetry uh, on his doorstep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'm a poet myself. But really? Do you want to read one of your poems? Yeah. Okay, ready? Have you ever looked up at a tree before and seen it? I have. It probably looks like a branch is going everywhere and not how my heart feels right now. And if you look in the green, looking in the green leaf, think about a brown leaf falling off. That's how my heart breaking. I love you. I love you, Jessica. That one's uh, not for anyone. That wasn't for anyone? No. No, no, no. That oh. was um, no. I, I was actually, I was the tree. I was the tree mm. in that scenario. So please, can you read me one of yours? Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, do the one where, do the one where you use ancient Egypt. In the middle of it. Cool. Can yeah. you do that one? Thanks. There's a lantern. On the bed. There's a lantern in the closet. I want to run, but I can't hide. I smell. I see. But I can't hear. Ancient Egypt! (laughs) The film goes back to the elderly couple, and Duke asks Allie whom she chose. She soon realizes the answer herself 
Young Allie appears at Noah's doorstep, having left Lon at the hotel and chosen Noah. They embrace in reunion. This was the shittiest way to do that. Yeah. There was absolutely no payoff to see them, like, to see her, like, choose him. Like, you kind of do, but, like, I hated this part. There's all this buildup. There's all this tension between her and her, like, love triangle that she established. And so you're kind of waiting for her. You're kind of waiting to see one of these guys kind of get their heart broken finally. Like, final. This is in the dirt. This is exactly what's going to happen now. But really kind of leaves you going, but, like, what what, happened with Lon, though? Uh, The reunion is not that fun, either. I mean, he he walks out in a fucking blanket looking like he's homeless. Ryan Gosling, he's like, he looks like he's just woke up from like drinking probably a liter of alcohol. And he's (laughs) like, what? And she's out there and she goes, I don't know. Eh. That's exactly what she does. And he goes, okay, sick. Yeah, that's dope. And then that's that's the end of seeing them young together. Elderly Allie suddenly remembers her past before she and Noah or Duke joyfully spend a brief intimate moment together. After originally finding out about her illness, she had herself written their story in the notebook with the instructions for Noah to, quote, read this to me and I'll come back to you. But soon Allie relapses, losing her memories of Noah yet again. She panics and has to be sedated by the attending physician. This proves to be too difficult for Noah to watch and he breaks down. The next morning, Noah is found unconscious in bed and he is rushed to the hospital. He later returns to the nursing home's intensive care ward. He goes to Allie's room later that night, and Allie remembers again. The next morning, a nurse finds them in bed together, having both died peacefully, holding each other's hands. Are you crying right now? No. <laughs> I did cry. <laughs> I did tear. Yeah, cry is a little bit of a, that's a tough term. I think I teared up pretty hardcore when it came to the ending of this. Uh, it's like a combination with between like angry scared sad i think that's this movie actually i'm just gonna leave it right there for you <laughs> pick that up i'll pick it up I mean, yeah, i'll yeah. set it down there we go angry scared sad that's all thank this movie you, is sir. right there thank there you there you go it's a little bit hot be careful i appreciate it fresh from the kitchen thank you so much you're gonna burn yourself I'm chasing it. Oh. that definitely makes sense to me <laughs> um yeah, so the end. That's the end of the movie. Good job, Ooh. Notebook. So if you've been here before, you know at the end of the podcast, we do awards. These awards include the best performance in the movie, the worst performance in the movie, and a random superlative we came up with ourselves. Uh, you picked. You go first. All right. Oh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I will say the best performance in this movie is I I, di- I didn't like the character. I there was a lot of there was a lot of things about this character Shit. that I just did not really enjoy. But I will say the best performance overall. Where at any point this this person I was like I was never like this person's acting. I was like this person embodies this character. Uh, Rachel McAdams. God. Rachel McAdams was fucking phenomenal. I totally dude. agree with you. I. 
she did a fucking fantastic job where at one point she's acting like she's like in high school going into college and she has to act super immature and doesn't know how to make, make decisions. Now she's an adult that's confused and she just absolutely murders her role. Oh, I completely, I, um, you stole my pick. Uh, that was my pick as well. Um, for best performance, I think I've, I've, narrowed it down i'm gonna go to gina rollins who plays an older older version of ally it's really really i mean you'd think it's easy to play someone who doesn't remember anything mm-hmm. um because it's pretty much a a character that it's a blank script right to to play a character that's constantly in between remembering and not remembering something mm-hmm. must be intense very, very difficult. difficult. And she does it with grace and elegance. And she also like puts her own kind of like um, fire into it. And I'm very impressed by her. Very. I understand why she is beloved um, in older generations. I think she does a fantastic job. Even though she's not really given a lot in this movie, I think she really carries herself well. 100% So agree. that means I get, I know exactly where you're going next because I, I get this. I get this pick. I'm yeah, you get this, get this pick. Go pick. for it. Go for it. Uh, Ryan Gosling for worst performance. Mm. Um, guy's smiling the entire time. Doesn't say much of anything. Um, when his best friend dies in front of him, he kind of goes up smirking. And you're like, yeah, that fucking that's weird ass like V smile. That yeah, he's he also doesn't deliver lines quite well. Um, you know, and I know they didn't give him a lot to work with, being a crazy person. Um, and also an asshole. Um, but no, I really think he didn't do well in this one. Um, I love Ryan Gosling and a lot of what he does, but, uh, this movie, he really, to me, kind of shot the bed, like just can't like his, he has like one emotion yeah, throughout the entire thing. The most acting he does is in the first 30 minute, 14 to 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. And it's over after that because he literally is just a walking. One hundred percent, I one hundred percent agree. I, I don't, I don't, definitely don't think it's like. Obviously, it was earlier on his his career. He yeah. was just coming off of what Remember the Titans. Yeah, and again, Ryan Gosling, great actor. Love him in uh, Nice Guys. What's that one movie? Crazy Stupid Love. Love. Yeah, him I know he's a fantastic actor, but this one just it wasn't it. I mean, they no, they just made him like a sex pot, and he just is like there for that. He's literally just there for that. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. My pick for worst performance is Bodhi, the guy from the Ferris wheel. <laughs> and all I have to say about this Come guy, on, he, man. He, wasn't, he wasn't in there very long. Give Bodhi a break, bro. <laughs> Come on. The, the two, the what, the couple of lines that he gives. Friend, do you mind? And Come on. hey, pal, she just told you. Colin Moss. Colin Moss. Yep, that's him. That, um, that's it. I I deeply respect you. One Tree Hill. That was a thing. Oh shit. Um I, he was in The Walking Dead. Um Damn. Dear John. Oh my god. Yeah. I recognize him. Yeah. He like didn't have a bad career. No, he did not. Like he didn't have an awful career like Officer at Gorman all. on The Walking Dead. So let's I'm going to give out my Random superlative. All right. And after we've talked so positively about this guy, oh, I'm about to give fuck. a terrible 
uh, superlative okay. to this man. <laughs> I'm really sorry for this, but this is where my mind immediately oh, went. And no. I, ha- I have to speak my truth. Not my lawn. Yeah. Dude. My lawn. Get off my lawn. Come on. Uh, most. Li- oh, boy. That takes some work. <laughs> most likely do. <laughs> oh, boy. Most likely to commit a hate crime. Oh, fuck. Lon Hammond Jr. <laughs> this was this was in the 1940s in South Carolina, and they specifically say in the movie, oh, oh Lon comes from old Southern money. <laughs> what, like, what do you, like, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, what did now, you think? Now I can't look at what you just did. You just set me up for failure in this entire podcast. Because I've been just sitting here talking all this praise for Lon. Oh, how much I love Lon. It just threw out the hate crime thing. Now I'm in pretzel. Now my brain's done. <laughs> You're totally right. Oh, my God. Yeah, Lon sucks, man. What did you, what did you think? He was going to be like an inclusive guy? I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> get into it. I didn't think about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this guy. He's nice. He seems cool. Your superlative. My superlative i like to get creative with these because honestly um i don't know i feel like you know we're throwing lawn down the fucking dirty hamper shoot dude (laughs) like good lord okay most likely to be another movie but with a kind of happy ending the notebook aka titanic it's the same movie think about it it's the same movie minus a boat it's the same movie. Oh, my God. So if we think about the notebook in concept, there is an engaged woman who is engaged to a wealthy man. She meets this other guy. This other guy's poor. But poor guy has a heart of gold and is understanding of her in ways that the rich guy is not. Parents say, we don't like the poor guy. We like the rich guy. Girl goes, no, no, no. Poor guy. I like him. I love that poor guy. I'm not a big fan of the rich guy, but I engage a rich guy. I'm going to have sex with the poor guy and then tell the rich guy about it. And then tragedy's going to strike. The end. It's the same Holy movie. shit. It's the same movie. It's a Titanic with a semi-happier ending. Oh my god, I don't know how you put those together. It's it's a rags to riches thing, but it's a riches to rags for love. That's the common thread between both. Obviously, we've given our thoughts and feelings yes. on the notebook. As we all know, this is rotten to the score. So, uh, I believe now it's time to give the score. The score. Okay, so we are uh, going to each give a separate score yeah, and average the two, and that will be the score. Oh, let me bring out the old calculator. So, Jackie Smith, what score did you have? I'm going to be real with you. Um, Before I just said that last thing, I had this 10 points higher than it did. I just deducted 10 points for thinking about that more. I love that. Because, frankly, James Cameron's Titanic came out before this. So, for me, it's a ripoff. And on top of it, 
it's an abusive relationship between two people that kind of both suck throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, it's a story that works. Um, so I'm going to give it a little bit of a jump up, but I'm going to give it a 57. 57. Yeah. Okay. So it, it gets, it's more of a 53. It gets closer to the needle, but it's a 57. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I, well, not that I agree with it. That's not going to be the score that I give. Yeah. Um, so my score mm. that I basically changed just now, because <laughs> after everything we've talked about and I watched the movie and like having the, the like romance lens on, I was like, Oh, like a pretty good movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this, but with this one, <laughs> after talking about it, I'm kind of like, this movie just doesn't, it doesn't like make like a whole lot of like sense given the fact that usually with these love stories, you want to like root for the characters. Yeah. Um, so with this movie, I am going to give hmm. a 51%. 51. Yeah. So it moves down two ticks. Moves down two ticks. Let's average that. Uh, if we average that together, what do we get? That equals to a 54. 54. Almost to literally just 1% above <laughs> the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's brutal. So the critics, I think they nailed it on this one. No, they did. I think they nailed it on this one. You 100%. Know, no Paul Rudd in this. That's a start. So between the three movies that we've done, yeah, um, the notebook puts us right in the middle between the Princess Diaries and 17 again. 17 again reminds you at 76%, or the Princess Diaries at 28.5%, and the notebook at 54%. So that puts us smack dab in the middle. Well, guys, we like to close this one out with a little song that we like to do about the notebook. Take it away, Drayton. Go up in the 1940s. You go on a Ferris wheel and you act like you're gonna end your whole life. And everybody's a little racist. And you go movie theater and everybody kissing, everybody kissing. And you leave away for college and your mom's a bitch. You go to war. And you're like, oh no, I'm in war. Then your friend Finn dies. And you're like, honestly, this kind of sucks. And then you go back home and your dad dies. And you're kind of just like, this just also kind of sucks. But then your girlfriend leaves you and kisses another guy. And you're like, you know what? This is the last straw. I'm going to build a house now. Building the house, ting ting. Building the house, building the house, building the house. Oops, that's sex in the house, sex in the house, sex in the house. Ducks, 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 ducks. Sex in the house, yeah. Sex in the house, sex in the house. Ducks, ducks, ducks. Quack. No, they don't. Anyway, back to lawn. Never mind, lawn. Fuck you, lawn. Dementia, dementia, death. Uh, thank you so much for staying for the full show if you made it this far i really appreciate you uh we are rotten to the score you can subscribe to us on youtube uh follow us on instagram uh subscribe to us also on spotify apple music all the streaming platforms you can find us there thank you so much i love you bye bye let's go